Welcome to Fragrance with Achase Okuda, Senior Pastor of Kingsward International Church, Okwaba, Lagos. Here, the sweetness of God's Word is diffused. On this week's broadcast, Pastor Achase will be teaching on the series, The Faith Life. From the day of our salvation till the day of the Lord's coming, we relate and receive from God through faith. If our every worship and our thriving on earth is hinged on this one spiritual tool, faith, it's only wise to learn to do it right, to learn to use it right, to learn to live it right. Access all that God's grace has provided for you as you listen to this teaching series by Pastor Achase. Now, here's Pastor Achase on today's series, The Faith Life. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. You're welcome again to Fragrance on Church on Air Radio Broadcast, Jordan 105.5 FM. All right. Our mission here in this segment of the broadcast is to diffuse the fragrance of God's knowledge in every place. It's our prayer that God will speak his word to your heart today and establish you in all that he wants for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again. We're so glad. We're so glad. We're so glad. We, we enjoy every opportunity that we have to get into your word. Like David the psalmist said, I rejoiced over your word as he that has found great spoil. Your word gives us joy. And we're glad that today again we have this opportunity to get into your word concerning the, the life of faith. Lord, I pray that you cause the light of your word to shine in our hearts and to shine on our hearts. I pray that as we hear your word, you cause faith to rise in our hearts. And it's our prayer, O oh God, that you would confirm your word with signs and wonders following, even according to the scriptures. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So we started two Sundays ago talking about faith, talking about the life of faith, the walk of faith. And we said that faith is the prescribed way of life for the man in Christ Jesus, for the believer. The believer is called a believer in the first place because he believes, because he has faith. So faith is how we live. The just shall live by faith. We saw that in Habakkuk 2, 4, Romans 1, 17, Galatians 3, 11, Hebrews 10, 38. Hallelujah. So we, we saw also in 2 Corinthians 1, 24 that we stand and have stability in life by faith. We saw in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 that we walk and experience progress and motion in life by faith. We saw in 1 John 5, 4 that we overcome and experience victory in life by faith. We saw in Romans chapter 5, verse 2 that we enjoy the riches of God's grace by faith. Hallelujah. Then we started talking about the fact that there are four parts to faith. There's the hearing part of faith. There's the believing part of faith. There's the speaking part of faith. And then there's the doing part of faith. Hallelujah. So we're, we're putting all this in this way to give us a better understanding 
of the life of faith that we have been called to. So we started then two Sundays ago talking about the hearing part of faith. We said the hearing part of faith is the beginning part of faith. It's the origin. Our life of faith, our walk of faith begins at that point where we hear the word of God. Hallelujah. The woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says of her, when she had heard of Jesus, she came. So her journey of faith began at the point where she heard. Your own journey of faith will also begin at the point where you hear the word of God concerning that aspect of your life where you need faith. We said also that the hearing part of faith is the feeding part of faith. That's how we feed ourselves with faith. That's how we get the faith of God into our hearts and into our systems. The hearing part of faith is the feeding part of faith. And we said when we say hearing, we're not just referring to hearing with our natural ears, all right, but everything that we do, every process that we get into to get the word of God into our spirits. So that involves hearing with our ears, just like you're hearing this broadcast right now, or you're hearing the word when you're listening, let's say, to an audio Bible, all right. It also involves reading because the words that God spoke is what was written in the word of God. And whenever we are reading the word of God, we are interacting with that word. So reading the word of God or reading the book, a book on, you know, a, a, a scriptural book, so to speak, you know, is also part of what falls into, you know, hearing. Where we're meditating on the scriptures. To meditate means to think deeply to mutter softly whenever we're doing that rolling the word of god on our minds okay it's all it also falls into what i'm describing when i'm talking about hearing all right so the hearing part of faith you know that's what it does to us we feed ourselves god's word when we hear and i know we mentioned i think it was last week that we need to hear god's word concerning all the different areas of our lives where we need faith and i emphasize that the bible has something to say about every aspect of our lives there is no part of our lives that the bible did not cover there's a scripture in the word of god that covers every aspect of our lives where we will need you know the faith of god hallelujah so you need to find those scriptures that's why the reading of the scriptures is very important you need to find them and then get to reading them meditating on them speaking on them you know listening to them reading and hearing them so that faith arises in your heart then we started talking about the believing part of faith we said the believing part of the faith is somewhat automatic and by, by that i mean that there is no conscious effort that you you make there's no conscious action you know that is called believing it's not a conscious action all right you don't you don't believe by doing like this you know just like for hearing for example you hear by by listening okay you read by reading you hear by reading you know by meditating there is a conscious action you know that brings about that that relates to that but where and um, believing the word of god is concerned there is no conscious action per se you see when you do the hearing part of faith well the believing part of faith will happen almost automatically somewhat automatically hallelujah just like in nutrition if you do the 
chewing and digesting or chewing rather and swallowing part of feeding well the digesting part will happen automatically there is nobody that eats food swallows it and then tries to get involved with the digestion of the food no unless you are not healthy if you're healthy the moment you swallow the food an involuntary process begins that you know begins to digest the food and so in much the same way the moment we get the word of god into our system by hearing all right an unconscious process begins to happen in our spirits that gets you know uh, the uh, um, faith from the word of god you see we said and i'll repeat that in the same way that our git okay is designed to bring glucose out of carbohydrates when we eat carbohydrates our spirit man is designed to get faith out of the word of god when we feed on the word of god all right so the conscious action that you take to believe god's word is in the hearing part of faith you make a conscious decision to feed yourself with the word of god and then faith will arise in your heart i quoted reverend kenneth e hagin he said faith follows light once the light of god's word comes faith is there and so you need to hear the word of god until understanding revelation illumination light comes the moment light has come faith is there hallelujah so that believing part of faith is not a conscious action per se the conscious action you take is in the hearing of the word of god and then faith comes the moment the light and revelation and understanding of the word comes so that believing part of faith is the activating part of faith that's the point where your faith is activated your faith comes alive at that point where the light of god's word has come and faith is there your faith comes alive at that point your faith is activated at that point at that point you know that you have faith hallelujah and so we we, we also mentioned that if that is the case if this um believing part of faith you know is not a conscious action how do i know whether i, I now have faith because that's a question okay so how do i know well we said that faith is measurable you can tell when you have faith praise god you can tell you can tell just like you can tell when you are full you know you, are, you, you know when you eat and then you are full you can you can tell when you don't belly full permit me to switch to pidgin english you can tell when you don't belly full praise god in the same way you can tell when you are full of faith when you are low on faith and when you are empty of faith you can tell what are the things you need to check for if you want to know whether or not you are in faith we said number one check for peace or rest in your heart hebrews 4 3 says we which have believed do enter into rest so if you have believed you will come into a state of rest of calmness hallelujah there will just be a peace on your inside concerning the situation if there is uh, anxiety if there is you know disturbance on your inside concerning it you are not in faith and if you find that you are not in faith go back to the hearing part of faith and begin to hear god's word again what most christians try to do is they try to strong their mind <laughs> they try to you know uh, what my pastor will say for on it you know just uh -uh. don't even try to uh -uh. just go back 
to the word of God. Hallelujah. And begin to hear it and hear it and hear it. And then faith comes in your heart. You just know you come into a state of rest, of quiet assurance. Hallelujah. That's peace. What else did you say you should check? Check joy. First Peter 1, 8 to 9. It says we in, um, come on, whom, what's going on here? Hallelujah. In, come on. Uh, you know what? Let me just open to the scripture. First Peter chapter 1, verse 8. It says, Whom having not seen, that's what I was trying to quote, Whom having not seen you love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. So you, you do not see him, but because you believe, you rejoice. So if you believe, you will rejoice. Hallelujah. And then verse 9 goes on to say, receiving the end of your faith. Hallelujah. And so one other way we can tell whether we are in faith is that we have joy. So check your joy tank. Is your joy gauge low? If you're in faith, you will be joyful. You will rejoice. I remember quoting Brother Keith Moore. He says, doubt despairs, complains, and is sad. Faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. Hallelujah. So the moment you check that rest, that state of rest, you check joy, check your peace gauge and your joy gauge. If it's intact, you know that you're in faith. If it's not, then you know that you need to go refill your tank where faith is concerned. And how do we refill? We go back to hear the word of God until faith rises in our hearts. Then we started talking about the speaking part of faith. We said the speaking part of faith, number one, is the releasing part of faith. That faith in your heart, the way you release it so that it affects, influences situations and circumstances around you is by speaking. The power of faith is not released until words are spoken. Hallelujah. So you need to give voice to the word of God. You need to voice your faith. You need to speak what you believe if it is going to influence the situations and circumstances around you. God told Brother Kenneth Hagin, my people are not missing it in the believing part. They are missing it in the saying part. That you need to say it at least three times as much as you believe it. Hallelujah. And so we need more Christians giving voice to the word of God that, like never before. Christians don't have a problem believing the word. It's that that word that they believe, they are not saying it. They don't give voice to it as much as they should. And that's what we need to do. Glory to God. We need to start speaking the word of God, you know, into our situations and circumstances so that it produces the effect that it is supposed to produce. Hallelujah. Reverend Kenneth Hagin has a you know, mini book titled, How to Turn Your Faith Loose. You need to go find that book and read it. How to Turn Your Faith Loose. And in a summary, what he was talking about in that book is what we're talking about here. Speaking, confessing the word of God. That's how you turn your faith loose. Hallelujah. That's how you release the power that is locked up in your faith. Glory to God. It's by speaking. Faith speaks. Real Bible faith speaks. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 4.13. It says, we having the, the same spirit of faith. As it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. You also believe and therefore speak. If you believe, then you will speak. Hallelujah. So one of the core attributes or 
are characteristics of faith is speaking. One of the core attributes or characteristics of faith is speaking. All right. So the speaking part of faith, number one, we said, is the releasing part of faith. And I think that's where we left off last week, Sunday. All right. So give voice, you know, to the word of God. Start speaking. All right. Giving voice to the word of God. So number one, talking about the speaking part of faith, we said it's the releasing part of faith. That's how we release our faith, you know, to get results, to, you know, do whatever it is that we want to do with our faith. Number two, the speaking part of faith is the fighting part of faith. Hallelujah. Faith is a weapon. Glory to God. And, you know, 1 Timothy 6, 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. So faith is a fight. Hallelujah. Faith is a fight and our words are the weapons. Glory to God. I think that's a better way to put it. Faith is a fight and our words are the weapon that we use to fight the fight of faith. Faith is a good fight. A good fight in which is a good fight is a fight in which you are assured of victory. If you get into a fight and you don't win, it wasn't a good fight. There's, there are no two ways about it. Hallelujah. And so a good fight is a fight in which you are assured of victory. And the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. That means that fight of faith is a fight in which victory is certain. However, the weapon that we use for that fight is our words, is our speaking. You know, if you go to the book of Ephesians chapter 6, where, you know, Paul started talking about the weapons, you know, of our weapon. You know what? Let's quickly just go to Ephesians chapter 6. I think it's from verse 12. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness, high places. Wherefore, verse 13, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, and he begins to tell us the weapons from verse 14. Having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation. Now he has mentioned five weapons so far. He has mentioned what our loins girt about with truth. So we call that the belt of truth. He has mentioned the breastplate of righteousness, number two. He has mentioned, uh, 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 we call that the sandals of the preparation of the gospel of peace. All right, where that sandal or the shoes. He has mentioned the shield of faith. Hallelujah. He has mentioned the helmet of salvation. Five weapons so far. And in all those five weapons, all right, all of them, all five so far, are defensive. In other words, all the five weapons listed so far are weapons that you use to protect yourself, to defend yourself, to guard yourself, to prepare yourself to fight. None of them so far is an offensive weapon that you use to kill the enemy. The only weapon that is offensive in all this is the sixth one. And he calls it the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So the word of God is our only offensive weapon. Every other weapon is defensive. But the word of God, which is the word that we are speaking, hallelujah, in faith, is our only offensive weapon. And so if you are going to fight the good fight of faith, the only weapon you can use to terminate the enemy, hallelujah, is 
the word of God. Hallelujah. So the speaking part of faith is very important. Else, everything we are doing in life's battles is defending, defending, defending. No, there are times when you need to, you know, bring out your sword. And that is what we do when we are giving voice to the word of God. Hallelujah. So if faith in our hearts is a loaded gun, speaking is how we pull the trigger. Let me say it again. If faith in our hearts is a loaded gun, speaking is how we pull the trigger. You know, you can hold a loaded gun in your hand, you know, and still be killed by an enemy. Because as, as powerful as that weapon is in your hands, the, the power in that weapon will not be dislodged until you pull the trigger for the bullet to come forth. Hallelujah. And so speaking is how we pull the trigger. If you have faith in your heart, you have a powerful weapon. But until you are speaking, you are not pulling the trigger for the faith in your heart. The powerful force of faith to go forth and bring about a turnaround. Hallelujah. So speaking is how we, you know, um, pull the trigger of our loaded gun. Of faith, So it's very important that we give voice to the word of God. Speaking, the speaking part of faith is the fighting part of faith. You know, there's an interesting story in 1 Samuel chapter 17. That's the story of David and Goliath. You know, Goliath of Gath, you know, that champion, he shows up and he's threatening, you know, um, all of Israel and all that. And for 40 days, nobody showed up. And this, it's, it's interesting. You know, it seems Goliath understood the power of words when fighting battles. And he was using it to his advantage. All right. He didn't do anything. He just had an intimidating look and he had a lot of words. He came forth and was boasting and talking and saying what he would do to the Israelites. And all the soldiers were afraid. Nobody could stand up to him. Until David, someone who also probably had an understanding of the power of words, showed up. And the moment, you see, Goliath for 40 days had used his words to defeat the entire armies of Israel. To, to paralyze them, so to speak. Until David shows up. And the moment David shows up. From day one, he started speaking. From his first time in that battlefield, he started engaging words. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he would defy the armies of Israel? David understood that this battle is essentially a battle of words. Guys, the speaking part of faith, what I'm explaining, is the fighting part of faith. If you are not talking, you are not pulling the trigger. If you are not talking, you are not. You are just standing and looking at your Goliath, just like the rest of the uh, the armies of Israel were doing. Hallelujah! And we must understand that the situations and circumstances in our lives are talking to us, and we must talk back. Goliath was talking to the Israeli soldiers, and nobody was responding. Nobody was talking back until David showed up. The Bible says Jesus walked to a fig tree, and Jesus answered the fig tree. That means the fig tree was saying something to him. You don't answer if someone is not saying something to you. And so for the Bible to use the phrase, Jesus answered the fig tree, it means 
the fig tree was saying something to Jesus that you are not going to eat, you will die of hunger today. And so Jesus responded. And the truth of the matter is, whether you like it or not, situations and circumstances in your life are talking to you. Every time you get a debit alert on your, you know, bank account, all right, that it's it's trying and you 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 check what the your account balance it's so low, it's not going to meet the bills that need to be paid. Uh, 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 that, the devil is using that situation to suggest to you, to say to you that you are broke and you are not going to be able to pay your bills. You don't just sit there and look at that Goliath. You don't just sit there and look at that situation. No, you must talk back. This is a battle. Hallelujah. You must use your weapon, the weapon of words. And so David understood that this is more than just a weapon of I mean, a battle of, you know, weapons and all that. This is first of all and essentially a battle of words. And so from day one, as he showed up there, he started speaking. Say, you come against me with spare and this and that, but I come against you in the name of the, you know, most high God whose armies you have defiled and all that. We know the story. Go read it up. I don't have time to go there. First Samuel chapter 17. And so it was a Goliath would talk, David would talk back, the Goliath would talk. In fact, when the moment David showed up, and this is very in, in, interesting, the moment David showed up, you know, with his um, um, sling and all that, Goliath started talking again. He said, am I a dog that you come against me with sticks? And the Bible says Goliath cursed him by his gods. And so the words that Goliath was, was speaking wasn't just empty words. You know, if you if you know anything about the, the spirit world, the negative spirit world and all that, you know that they do a lot of incantations and stuff like that. That's, that's the use of words. Hallelujah. And that's what Goliath was doing. Goliath was not just saying, no, I'm going to kill you. The Bible says he cursed him by his gods. So even though Goliath looked at him and said, who is this small boy that is coming to fight me? He understood that I'm not, I can't over belittle this situation. And so he was using the spiritual force of words. He cursed him by his gods. Anyway, David didn't just sit back and, and no, David spoke back. He said, I, I come against you in the name of, you know, today I will cut off your head and feed it to the birds. Hallelujah. And David, in fact, before Goliath could respond again, David ran towards him and uh, flung the sling and all that. And you know the rest of the story. He located the point in Goliath's forehead, you know, and then he fell flat on his face. I like the way somebody puts it. That it wasn't just the force of David's, uh, that stone that brought Goliath down. Else Goliath would have fallen on his back. The Bible says he fell on his face, you know. And someone said, oh, come on, this is not doctrine. You can't quote it anywhere, but hey, it, it makes for good Bible story. Amen. Someone said the angel of the Lord was standing behind Goliath. And the moment the stone hit him from the front, the angel slapped him from behind. Nonsense. And he fell on his face. Anyway, the long and short is that David understood the power of words that the power of faith is not released until words are spoken and he used it against Goliath because Goliath had been using it against the army of Israel all this while and so in, the, in much the same way we must learn to engage our words that situation staring you in the face is talking to you and you must learn to talk back it's a battle of words and he that has the last say carries the day so make sure you keep speaking what the word of God says concerning you 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, Psalms 103 verse 20, talking about the angels. He said, bless the Lord, ye his angels that do his bidding, hearkening unto the voice of his words. Hallelujah. And so, until, notice the angels, he did not say hearkening unto his word. It says they hearken unto the voice of his word. That means someone has to give voice to the word of God for the angels to get into motion. Hallelujah. Our angels, the Bible says of angels, they excel in strength. Those powerful beings that the Bible says in Hebrews 1 that they are ministering spirits sent to minister for us who are the heirs of salvation. Those powerful beings hearken unto the voice of the word of God. And so when we give voice to the word of God, the angels respond. We need to do some more talking. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the speaking part of faith is the fighting part of faith. That's how we wield our weapon over uh, against the enemy. That's how we release our arsenal, spiritual arsenal, the angels of God to go into action. Hallelujah. And bring about the victory that is rightfully ours. Praise God forevermore. So we're talking about the speaking part of faith. Wow. He said, number one, it's the releasing part of faith. That's how we release the force of faith on our inside. So number two, it's the fighting part of faith. That's how we fight the good fight of faith. We fight with our words. Quickly, number three, the speaking part of faith is the creative part of faith. That's how we create things. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. Wow, 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 wow. Hebrews 11, 3. Hebrews chapter 11. That's the faith chapter, right? He says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were created. The worlds, actually that word means repaired be put back in emotion in, in, in place by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made out of things which do appear. That means the word of God created those things. There is creative power in the word of God. There is creative power in the speaking of the word of God. Because we, if we go back to, you know, this is describing creation. And if we go back to creation in Genesis chapter 1, we will see where um, God said Genesis 1, 3, Genesis 1, 6, Genesis 1, 9, 11, 14, 20, 24, 26, all the way to 31. We will see God repeatedly, and God said, verse 6, and God said, verse 9, and God said, verse 11, and God said, and by the time we get to verse 31, he says, and God saw everything that he had made. Question, when did he make it? Because there was no place where he said, and God made. He kept saying, and God said. And in verse 31, he says, and God saw everything that he had made. When did he make it? When he was saying it, he was making it. That's how we create. In the realm of the spirit, we create with our words. In the Christian walk, we, there is a, Charles Caps has a book, little book, powerful little book called The Creative Power of the Tongue. The tongue has creative power. Our words have creative power. With our words, we can create the life that we desire. With our words, we can create the things that we want to see. Hallelujah. With our words. 
the worlds were framed by the word of God. We also can frame our own world by our own words. Hallelujah. You know, Paul said, be ye imitators, imitators of me as I imitate Christ. So if this is how God created or framed our world, as good followers of him, we should create and frame our own world with our words. Wow, glory to God in the highest. So the speaking part of faith, that's how we release our faith, faith power, you know, to change things. That's how we fight our faith battles, hallelujah. And that's how we create the life or the world that we want to you know live in hallelujah a few very important guidelines as i begin to wrap this up hallelujah a few very important guidelines talking about speaking glory to god talking about speaking what does it mean to speak so number one speak in line with god's word important guidelines things you mustn't forget where speaking is concerned speak in line with the word of god hallelujah either you say exactly what the word says or you say something that is in line in agreement with what the word of god says so sometimes what do i mean sometimes you know you see, the bible says philippians 4 19 for example but my god shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by christ jesus you can say that word of a thing all right you can uh, apply it to yourself Say, God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You are speaking in line with the word of God. You are saying something in agreement with what the word of God says. All right. So you can say from there, you can coin a confession that says, all my needs are met according to God's riches. Hallelujah. That is in line with that word that says, my God shall supply all your need. All right, so speak in line with the word of God. The word of God calls you healed. Well, speak in agreement with what the word of God says. As a matter of fact, the word confession actually is from the Greek word homologio. And that word means to say the same thing. Hallelujah. The word confession, what it means to confess is to say the same thing. So God has said something about you and we are supposed to say the same thing that God has said about us. You know, Hebrews chapter 10, lovely scripture. We're in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10, I think it's verse... Uh, no, Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13, 5, it should be. Glory to God. It says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Verse 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hallelujah. So he has said, so that we may boldly say. For he has said, so that we may boldly say. So the reason why God has said is so that we can have the assurance and the boldness to also say. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody needs to get this. Are you getting this? He said, and the reason why he said is so that we can also say with boldness. And when we do... We finalize the entire process. Hallelujah. He has said so that we may boldly say. What he has said is what gives us the assurance to say. 
to say in agreement with what he has said. You know, the Bible says that the mouth of two witnesses, let every word be established. He has said it. First witness, you also have to say it. You are the you are the confirming witness hallelujah in your own life of what god has said concerning you until you voice until you say in line with what god has said about you there is no confirmation oh my goodness hallelujah so you're saying it is the confirmation that this is hallelujah this i i i i i i assure i i confirm that hey this is what i want to see in my own life so speaking guidelines we're talking about that we said number one speak in line with god god's word speak in agreement with what god has said concerning you wow i'm running out of time number two speak boldly you saw that there so that we may boldly say so it's not enough to just say it you must say it with boldness you must say it with conviction remember we said faith has to be in two places it has to be in your heart and it has to be on your mouth is it not enough for it to be on your mouth you must first of all be in your heart so you must say it with a boldness that comes from the inside hallelujah you must speak with boldness you must speak with conviction with an assurance he has said so that we may boldly say acts chapter 14 and verse 3 acts chapter 14 and verse 3 acts 14 Three, talking about the apostles it says a long time therefore abode they speaking boldly in the lord which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands did you see that they were speaking boldly in the lord and that's how god expects us to speak hallelujah so guidelines for the speaking part of faith speak in agreement with the word of god speak in line with what god's word says number two speak boldly speak boldly speak with conviction and an assurance on your inside and then number three speak continually speak continually psalms 35 verse 27 psalms Let's see one lovely scripture there. Psalms 35 and verse 27. It says, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So oftentimes in life you will find that saying it once is not enough. You need to say it continually. Hallelujah. Not everything you say is a confession. What you constantly affirm is a confession. I heard that from Charles Capps. Not everything you say is a confession. What you constantly affirm. So saying it once is not enough. You have to say it continually. You have to keep saying it until the situation. You see, it's a battle of words, like I said earlier. And he who has the last say carries the day. Glory to God. So you need to keep declaring the word of God concerning your life, concerning your situation. Hallelujah. Keep giving voice to the word of God. Speak in line with the word of God. Number one, we said, you know, talking about speaking guidelines, speak in line with the word of God. You know, oftentimes, you know, we are two-sided. 
particularly maybe when we're in church, you know, pastor says, say this confession, or you, you have a confession and you say it, and then after that, when you're going about your day-to-day life, you just speak anyhow. You know, right? We need to, sometimes, some of us need to, in fact, we all need to learn to bridle our tongue and ensure that no evil communication is coming out of our mouths. Hallelujah. Ensure that. You know, First Peter says, he who will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. You know, it's popularly said that a closed mouth is a closed destiny. If you open your mouth and you are not speaking in line with the word of God, what you are opening your mouth to say might be what is closing your destiny. Ah, I'll leave that for another day. Praise God. So if you are speaking, always ensure that you are speaking in line with the word of God. Number two, always ensure that you are speaking boldly and with conviction. And then number three, always ensure that you continually speak. Now, in order to do this, you know, continually and consistently, so some of us might need to get a written down confession. Get a written down confession. You know, we need we need to learn to systemize some of these things in our lives. Hallelujah. Put a system into it that ensures that you are doing it consistently so it's good it's it's a very lovely christian practice to have a confession that you declare every day it might be a written down confession it might even be a recorded confession hallelujah you get the confession you write it out and then you record it put it on your phone that's one of the reasons why god gave us mobile phones it's not just to go on instagram hallelujah put it on your phone praise god all right and every morning play it and you are saying it Hallelujah, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Listen, a lot of my spiritual growth and establishment, you know, came by this practice that I'm describing. I remember my brother had these confessions, long confessions, you know, and I copied it out. In fact, it was in one long book. It used to take me almost an hour to declare them every day. After a while, I'm like, and he was not adding to it, adding to it, it was increasing. After a while, I'm like, ah, this is too much. So I split it into two books. I had book one and book two. On Monday, I'll use book one. On Tuesday, I'll use book two. After a while, it was taking me 30 to 45 minutes for each of the books. (laughs) Glory to God. You know, but I, a lot of my growth and all that, you know, came in those periods where I used to, because I would be confessing things I didn't even know. I didn't even know that some of those confessions I was taking was in the Bible because I hadn't really read the Bible that much. So years later, I'll be reading scriptures and, ah, so this thing I've been confessing is even in the Bible, in Hebrews chapter 4, or stuff like that. Praise God. All right, so that that practice, you know, of, of having a confession that you declare, you know, regularly is very good. Don't wait until there's a challenge and you now need to confess the word and release your faith. No. You see, in this process, you're also feeding your faith. In this process of, you know, just saying the word of God again and again to yourself. Remember I said meditation means to think deeply and to mutter softly. So oftentimes when you're saying that word, you're also getting to meditate and to hear the word of God again. So the speaking part of faith also feeds your faith. Hallelujah. I hope that makes sense. Praise God. So have a system all right, in place for you constantly, consistently declaring the word concerning your life, concerning your situations. Hallelujah. And then, of course, you know, learn to speak the word on the go. Once one situation or circumstance arise, let the word of God come out of you. Hallelujah. Don't just keep quiet. 
when the Goliath is speaking, learn to talk back. Glory to God in the highest. Oh, wow, 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 wow. I don't think we have time to go any further this morning. So we'll pick it up from here when we come back next Sunday talking about the doing part of faith as we conclude this series on the faith life. I hope you've been blessed. I hope you've learned you know, one or two things. Let's practice a bit what we have heard today, talking about the speak, speak, speaking part of faith. Hallelujah. Right where you are, say with me, I'm the head and not the tail because the Bible says I am. Say I'm above and not beneath. I am exceeding expectations. I am blessed. Hallelujah. I am the blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm increasing on every side. The Lord is increasing me more and more. Me and my children, me and my household, me and my business, me and everything that concerns me, I'm increasing more and more. My path is like the shining light, is shining brighter and brighter onto a perfect day. I have all sufficiency. <laughs> See, I am always having. I am always having all. I am always having all sufficiency. I am always having all sufficiency in all. I am always having all sufficiency in all things. I am always having all sufficiency in all things that I are bound to every good work. Hallelujah. Say all my needs are met. All my bills are paid. God supplies all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Say from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, I am healed and I'm walking in divine health. Say I'm protected and shielded from all evil. No weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that arises rises up against me, I condemn in the authority that I have in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. If you're listening to me this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we need to change that right away. Jesus loves you and has paid the price for your salvation. You need to come into the family of God and begin to enjoy all that God created you to you know, to, 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 to be and to do and to have. And it's very simple to change that situation. If you acknowledge that you need the Savior, and if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and He died for your sins, all you need to do is confess Him as Lord and Savior and you will receive His life. So repeat after me if you're out there, you believe in the Lord Jesus and you want to make Him the Lord of your life. I want to receive the life that He gives. Say with me, say, Dear God, I come to you today in the name of Jesus. I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died for my sins and he rose again from the dead. Today I confess with my mouth, Jesus, you are my Savior. Jesus, you are my Lord. Come into my heart. Give me your life. Make me new in the name of Jesus. Say thank you, Father. For you are now my father, and I am now your child, and I will live my life for you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're welcome to the family of God. Please reach out to us. Call us on 70 070-4921-5107. 5107. One more time. 070 4921 5107. All right. So please reach out to us. Send us a text message. 
give us a call. We'd like to know that you prayed this prayer with us. Or if you want to just reach out to us, you want to share a testimony, you want to, you know, share something with us, just just uh, reach out to us. All right. You can also follow us on social media. All right. Kingsword Okwaba on Instagram. Kingsword Okwaba on Facebook. All right. Uh, and... Um, kingsword.org forward slash okoba that's our website www.kingsword.org forward slash okoba you can follow me personally on instagram and facebook just look for aches opuda a-c-h-e-s-e o-p-u-d-a on instagram on facebook and then of course you can visit my website achesopuda.com a-c-h-e-s-e o-p-u-d-a God bless you. Thank you for being a part of this broadcast this morning. Have a lovely, lovely week. And see you again when we come back here next Sunday for another exciting, life-transforming time. God bless you. Amen. Thanks for listening. We trust that you have been blessed by that powerful and insightful word from God through Pastor Achezo Puda. Join us in spreading the gospel of Jesus to the ends of the earth by simply sharing the link to this podcast to your friends, family, and loved ones. You can connect with Pastor Achase on Instagram at Achase Okuda or visit his website www.achaseokuda.com. To give a seed of any size to the ministry, head over to the given page on kingsword.org forward slash Okuda. Until next time, keep living the faith life.